Previously on the Division Three's Finest Podcast. Taysom Hill, I'm telling you guys right now, will be a great NFL quarterback if he steps in in New Orleans. Next Peyton Manning, Taysom Hill. What? No. From what I understand, you've moved on to the uh, personal training game. Uh, so, like, what are the best kind of steroids that I could get? That's a good question, man. <laughs> uh, you took Sprite Cranberry you took, over. You took Mr. Pib over Dr. Pepper. I'd rather drink my own piss than cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fear the mellow ball at all, and then, uh, like, those guys, they're always, they're like, they're half asleep all the time. I think what Shub yeah. is I try and ask is, do you, do you not have dragons? Ricky! <laughs> yeah, and they invited 69 guys to the ring I feel like really good. I, I know. <laughs> this is this is the most energetic I've seen you all day, honestly. So, Maya, what do you do now? For a living? Yeah, I, I work Jacob. Uh, I'm a professional now, big uh, professional guy. Episode 55 of the Division 3's Finest Podcast, coming up next. What's up, guys? Episode 55 of the Division 3's Finest Podcast. How's everyone doing? Great. Great to be back. back. Oh, jinx. Yes, it is great to be back. 2020, we are very glad to be back. It's been a couple weeks. Hope everyone enjoyed their breaks. Uh, We were all kind of traveling around, so we thought it was going to be tough to podcast. And it was even tough today with everyone back. You know, tons of connection issues. The, you know, troubles of having a remote podcast. Yeah. Wait, 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 we had audio issues? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, just I a little bit. Can't e- I bet you can't even tell. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so we uh, just finished interviewing Scotty. You'll hear that after this section of the podcast. But, uh, I mean, you know, a lot of it was really good content. You know, Scotty was a great interview. It was 100% not his fault, but there were some, uh, you know, audio stuff that occurred. So we'll see how. I have not listened to this part of the interview yet, so, you know, we'll see. But I, I'm you know, slightly optimistic, I guess would say. Well, we'll see how it goes. That's <laughs> all we can hope for. Yeah. All right. So for this section, you know, NFL wildcard weekend just happened. We're going to make picks for the divisional round, talk a little bit about wildcard weekend, and then we'll get to the interview with Scotty Ewing. So uh, first game we got is the Baltimore Ravens against the Tennessee Titans. Titans just took down New England by a touchdown. And we're doing picks. We're going to go by the spread. So um, the Ravens are favored by 10 points this game. So uh, who wants to start off? That's absurd. It is absurd. I'll start. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to be a little bit – I mean, I, I. the thing is, is I can easily see it being like a Ravens by two touchdowns. I think that is a very realistic possibility, mm-hmm. um, which makes this tough. But I don't know. I think the Titans are playing well. Obviously, Tannehill's kind of – at least for now, figuring things out. I know he Somehow. didn't have a great, like, the best stop game, but he didn't have to. So, right. I mean, it's hard to really hold that against him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Vrabel's just coaching really well. Um, so, for the sake of the – just because the line is a 10, I think I'm going to take the Titans to cover that. But I still think the Ravens win. Right. Uh, should you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I think the Titans have a chance of covering this if they uh... – Control the clock with Derrick Henry, but Lamar Jackson and that offense is too powerful. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the Ravens. They're gonna cover. Um, I think it'll be win win by 17. Uh, I don't think it's close. I don't think the Titans defense can handle uh, the Titans. Uh, the Titans defense can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I can't finish your pick. No. You take the. You're taking the Ravens. No, we're restarting this. Are you taking the Ravens minus ten? I'm taking the Ravens minus ten. That's what. Okay, thank you. Ben, please. All right. uh, So I'm gonna go because there's no problems with that part of the section. So I'm gonna go with the Titans here. Uh, I'm not picking them straight up. Just you know, with the spread, ten whole points is a lot. I feel like there's you know a lot of opportunity for the Titans to cover. Um, You know, even if you know the Ravens are up two touchdowns late, you know, garbage time touchdown, they still cover. So and you know, Derrick Henry just had one of you know. A ridiculous playoff game against a really good New England defense. It was, you know, one of the best in the league. He goes for 34 carries, 182 yards. You know, Tannehill needs to be better. 
Uh, I think he will be. You know, um, you know, it was just a really bad game by him last week. But you know, as like you said, Gilly didn't have to be spectacular. So you know, I think you're going to get something in the middle of what he was in the regular season and what he was last week. And you know, I think you know they lose by a touchdown or you know close to that. So I'm going to go with the Titans here just because that spread is you know really high and the Titans are playing really well. You're both wrong. So we all took. Oh no, right. Only the I smart the people Ravens. took the Titans. Yeah, only right. the smart people yeah. took the Titans. Yeah, the co-host. The co-host took them. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, Yo, can our, we redo that? <laughs> Shut up. All right. So our next game we have the Houston Texans at Kansas City. We have another big line here. The Chiefs are favored by nine point five points. So. Um. Okay. Uh, You'll go ahead. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is another tough one. I just feel like I don't know. Right, the Texans, obviously, they won, but it was like had to come from behind. Didn't look very. It took kind of just you know a great game by you know Deshaun all that stuff. Right. Um, nine and a half is still pretty big though. It's hard because I don't know. I don't know if the Chiefs are quite like what they might have been at one point, but I don't know. I just think right now they have it. They have it a little bit more together than the Texans. I I just have a feeling like. No real evidence behind this, but the Texans are just holding on by a thread. Like it just felt like they scraped by last game, so I don't know. Right. Maybe they figure it out and cover, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Chiefs in this one. Okay, I- I'm gonna go first before Sheep, so Sheep can collect himself a little bit and you know get that composure back. So way to step in and, and be a leader. Right. So I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here as well. Uh, two big reasons. One, I think O'Brien just sucks as a coach. I feel like you know they need a find a replacement for him. I think he's been terrible for years. Um, you know, I, I think a crucial moment was uh, you know, late in the game against the Bills. There was a crucial you know, fourth and two. All the Texans had to do was get a first down. The game was over. Instead, you know, they did a QB sneak with you know, a pretty small Deshaun Watson from you know, two yards away. They get stuffed. The Bills come down, get a field goal, and go into overtime. You know, could have lost that game easily because of that. And at the same time, they can't protect Watson either. You know, he got sacked seven times against the Bills. I know the Bills have a good defense, but, you know, they still can't protect against any kind of defense. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I think there's just too many weaknesses on the Texan side of the ball, even though that spread is really high. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs too. Um, the only thing that scares me is I'm afraid Andy Reid and his bad clock management is going to, like, f*** this up and let the uh, the Texans backdoor cover somehow. We'll beat that up. Um, but, you know, the, the Chiefs' defense has been playing well lately. Uh, compared to the last time they played the Texans in the regular season. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs that they'll cover. All right. Sounds, you you great, sound pretty good there, Shu. That's, that's a good pick, Shu. That was a good analysis. That was good analysis. Really that good, well. good analysis. I didn't stutter. It's because I'm not listening to myself anymore. So. There you go. You sound like a real pro podcaster there. I'm proud of you. We're only 55 episodes uh, in, so you know there's a lot of rust there. Yeah, a lot of rust. Right. Took a month off. All right, let's go to the NFC. So the Minnesota Vikings at San Francisco 49ers. These spreads on the NFC are a little bit more respectable. Uh, I guess they think the teams are you know a little bit uh, you know more similar. I guess, but the 49ers are favored by 6.5 points here. Um, I'm taking the 49ers. Uh, basically, all on the same logic. Uh, why I took the Saints uh, last week. Uh, and lost that bet. So I'm just basically, the 49ers are the better team. Uh, we're the better team in the regular season. I think, not a fluke, I think the Vikings are good. I don't think that was a fluke. Yeah. But I also think the Saints played not their best football. Drew Brees, two kind of big turnovers. Uh, yeah, that's huge turnovers. The pick. Yeah. Um, and it still kind of came to the wire. So uh, I, I am taking the 49ers in this game. All right, I'm taking the 49ers as well. A big shout-out to Austin Sleek, though. I know it was a tough loss. Taysom Hill, your boy, though, had a huge game. Yeah, he is I, the guy. I thought it was going to be the Taysom Hill game. I really thought that the Saints were going to pull it out there. They just fell a little short. But, you know, Drew Brees, I don't, I don't know if he's overrated, but, you know, if you just look at some of his overall stats, he's only 8-8 eight and eight in the playoffs. And, you know, he just had a huge interception at the end of the first half. They were up 10-6. Uh, you know, we're driving, and it was third down, and it was kind of a desperation heave, like a, kind of like a punt, but it got returned for like 30 yards, and the Vikings ended up scoring a touchdown instead of like 10-6. They go down 13-10 at the half, so that you know that was a huge pick. So I, I do, like you said, Gil, I think the Saints kind of lost this one, even though the Vikings did play well. I think the Saints should have won that game. I think the 49ers are a little better, a little faster, and I, kind of, I like Jimmy G a little bit better than Cousins despite that big win. So I'm going to go with the 49ers here. Do I think the Vikings are going to win this game? Maybe. But do I think they'll cover? Absolutely. 
I'm taking the Vikings. I think uh, their defensive scheme against Drew Brees was brilliant. It's kind of the same brilliant. thing you can do against uh, against Jimmy G. Um, you know, he has Emmanuel Sanders outside. He has uh, you know George. What was his name? Kittle. Kittle was first. A great Kittle. But, yeah. You know, yeah, great Kittle. Um, just like yeah. Drew Brees has, <laughs> just like Drew Brees has Mike Thomas and you know Jared Cook. Um, so I think you know if the Vikings continue to do the same game plan and bring pressure up the middle like they did the Breeze, that will affect Jimmy G. And you know I think the Vikings will at least lose by three and cover, maybe even win. Who knows? But what scares me is Kirk Cousins off a big win. I'm a little scared because he might screw up this time. He might screw up now. Yeah. It's a law of averages. Yeah. You, yeah. Just, you just named a lot of players there. You know your. Sh- you you named you named off a lot of players on this uh, roster. Seven hours some research. Some saving hours metrics, drive, baby. Back to good old South Carolina. I had a lot of time to listen to you know a lot of analytics. Okay. Um, so that's what I did. Love to hear that. All right. So our last game we have in the NFC: the Seahawks at the Packers. This is the closest line. Yeah, the Packers are favored by four points here. This might be the hardest pick for me because I just feel like they both kind of aren't that great. Well, the Seahawks are pretty good. But are they that? Are they really? Mm-hmm. Is my question. I, yeah. I think the Packers are, are the Packers not frauds. Good? They're not fraudulent. Are they? But I think they're a ticking time bomb whose fuse is almost out. Mm-hmm. So I just think I feel like I have to take the Seahawks. I just think they're a little bit more put together right now. Um, maybe not. Maybe maybe. Maybe not winning, but I think they might be able to cover. Lose by a field goal, maybe. Who knows? I'll take the Seahawks. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers here. Uh, this, so, this, Gil, this is our only different game here that we're picking. Uh, I just wasn't impressed by the Seahawks at all. You know, just a very unimpressive, you know, barely being the Eagles by a touchdown with, you know, three quarters of Josh McCown. And another thing I want to cover real quick is this Josh McCown stuff. Like, I saw so much good praise on Josh McCown on Twitter and stuff like they lost the game like I know he's a backup quarterback it's a tough spot and I think he did well you know he was fine he was okay but everyone's just blowing McCown on Twitter I feel like he just doesn't deserve that um, all that praise but I just think it was more about the Seahawks should have put this away earlier and they didn't so I'm going to go with the Packers here I think it's going to be a close game I think it's going to be a tough game um, Packers only giving four points I might lose that but you know that close to the spread I like picking who I think is going to win the game so I'm going to go with the Packers here yeah, I'm going with the Packers, too. Um, a main reason is the weather in Lambeau. Good, you guys can lose together. Uh, it's supposed to be 27 degrees um, and a chance of snow, 40% chance of snow, uh, up to an inch. Uh, shout out Weather Channel for the uh, analytics. Shout out. Nice. Um, so yeah, I Sources. If I'm going to choose between two great quarterbacks in that weather, I'm going to choose the quarterback who plays in that weather consistently. Oh, um, not, not that Russell Wilson isn't going to ball out. I think he will. I just don't know if everyone else will around him. Um, so I'm taking the Packers. Okay. You guys got anything else before we get to this interview? No, I mean, I just can't. First first uh, picks back, uh, playoff. Can't wait to win this one, too, because I win all of them. <laughs> right. It's so, back. I guess, I quick question. Watch Neil do another video. <laughs> so, I guess, okay. quick question. Uh, do we want to do, like, just, you know, playoffs in total? So, we do something at the end of the playoffs, or do we want to do this a week-by-week week thing? Well, I, I like uh, to do playoffs in total. Okay. Okay. Oh, we, okay, fine. We can pick last week's games. All right, I'm taking the Vikings right, from last sh- week. Shut up, Jude. Um, shut up. We're just shut up. now. So we're undefeated from last week. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're, we're just going to do t- playoff totals, I guess. Do we want to raise the stakes a little bit? We texted a little bit about it. You know, we do have smelling salts, but in honor of the you know hot ones picks, we could get you know hot sauce from the show and you know oh. spice things up a little bit. I say we just lock it in. If I lose, I'll okay. just drink it straight. I'll drink. I'll take a gulp of that. All right, I, I got that sound bite, so you know you you might be eating your words. You, a lot of your hey, picks are different than lose, me and Gills. I so. will just take a gulp of that whatever hot sauce it's called. I will take it straight. Just a gulp of it. Okay. And I will end up in the ER, but it'll be worth it for the content. <laughs> Why did you say ER like that? ER. ER. That's how I said it. It's hard. Hey, Mike. All right, I'll, I'll have Good that mic. saved, and uh, Gil and I, I don't know if we'll be drinking it straight, but I don't know. We'll dip it in something if we lose. No great. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll do a little bit I of both. the most great. The most. Players make plays, always. All right, I, I think that's to. that's all we got before this interview. I uh, hope you guys enjoy this. 
I'm, I, I mean, the quality might not be great, but just so you guys know, I will be up all night doing the best I can to cut it up, make it sound clean. So <laughs> it's not because of a lack of effort, okay? I'm going to be doing my best to make this sound as good as possible. Uh, love you guys. See you guys next week. Love you guys. A few moments later. Now joining us on the podcast, future recurring guest of the show. He plays professional basketball in Asia for the Macau Wolf Warriors in the ABL. Same basketball league as OJ Mayo and Jeremy Lin's brother. And he's one of the best shooters I've ever seen in person. He'll stop on a dime and pull up from 40 on you with ease. Pumped to have him on the show. Scotty Ewing, how's it going, my man? What's up with you guys, man? How you doing? We're doing good. Good, man. We took a little break, uh, so we're going to be good to be back. Everybody's traveling a little bit, so uh, first show back. So honored to have honored to have you on for for the beginning of the new year. Oh uh, no, man! It's my pleasure, man. I'm happy to be on the show for sure. Sounds good. So uh, let's just start uh, with a quick intro from you for all the listeners out there that might not know you. So you know. Us personally, we've been good family friends for a while now through you know our parents in Hong Kong, and ever since I've known you, you, right when that conversation starts, you can just feel your energy and passion for basketball and your craft. And as former yeah. Division three athletes, I mean you know elite Division three athletes, we understand that passion and love yeah. for the game. But you know, unfortunately, we just never reached that level like you. But yeah, I guess our question is, you know, just give us a quick intro on yourself and a little background for your love on basketball and how that all started. Um, well, you know, like you said, man, you know me for a long time through uh, through our moms, you know what I mean, being really close and, and everything. So, you know me since I was pretty young. I've always had a, a strong passion for the game. Um, honestly, it, it, it's always been that way. You know, when I was a kid, like a really little kid, I, you know, my dad was watching Michael Jordan. You know, then I got older, I was watching Allen Iverson. And, you know, just seeing those guys on TV from uh, – from being overseas, I just, I, I thought it was, you know, I just fell in love with the game, watching those guys play. And, uh, you know, it's something I always wanted to do. And, you know, probably, you know, I'm not the I'm not the biggest guy, so growing up, people would always tell me, you know, you're too short, can't really play basketball if you're not tall. And that kind of stuff, you know, just made me want to play more, I think, honestly. So I think that just, the, the passion grew when people told me uh, it probably wasn't a good choice for me to do it. And, uh, you know, before you know it, I'm getting paid to do it, you know, so yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty dope. Oh, yeah. No, it's awesome. Uh, you know, finally, fruits of your labor, finally paying off. Uh, definitely definitely a cool story there. So, I mean, you mentioned, you know, getting paid playing in the ABL. Um, but to start, we're going to kind of, we're going to go back a few years ago. Um, you know, we tried, we tried a little internet research. We're not the best at it. Um, but we did find that you could kind of that you bounced around uh, kind of on a few different teams in Asia, but you played pretty well. But it just wasn't you know maybe the best fit for you. Um, so talk to us a little bit about those last couple of years, kind of leading up to now, uh, and maybe some frustration during that time, uh, ultimately overcoming it. But um, basically everything that kind of led you to where you're at now with the Warriors. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's a uh, yeah. I've been bouncing around even before professional basketball, I bounced around from a few high schools. I bounced, uh, I bounced between a couple junior colleges and, uh, you know what I'm saying? It all just like the, the, me playing professionally, if, you know, in Hong Kong to start my, my pro career, it kind of happened, uh, out of nowhere. I, uh, was supposed to play at a D2 because I didn't clear with the NCAA eligibility center for division one. So I had to go to D2. And the school I went to, uh, Belmont Abbey in North Carolina, the uh, coach actually, I, I the coach got, excuse me? I almost went there, actually. That's that's funny. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah, cool. man. Belmont Abbey, man. North Carolina. And, uh, there you go, yeah. But basically, the first week uh, of school, the coach that recruited me there got fired. He, he was, like, stealing money from the school and stuff. Oh. And, uh, yeah, the program the program just looked like a mess, man. So I decided I wasn't going to waste that year of eligibility. I was going to figure something else out. And within, like, a couple weeks, I realized there was this professional league in Hong Kong, which I had the permanent ID for, um, which worked in my advantage because I, I would count as a local. So I wasn't competing for an import spot. You know, there's uh, overseas. Every league has limited import spots. And in Hong mm-hmm. Kong, you only get one import per team. So me, like, you know, having the skill of an American, talent of an American, but counting as a local, you know, a lot of teams jumped on that at first. 
but uh, yeah, it was a struggle in Hong Kong, man. I played there for six six seasons on uh, a couple different teams, and uh, like I said, I, I did play pretty well. I led the league in scoring, uh, led the league in threes a few times. But uh, honestly, Hong Kong, man, it, it's it's kind of a tough place uh, to it's it's hard to succeed in that league if you're not uh, actually Chinese. Because they uh, they don't they don't show a lot of love, you know what I'm saying? Uh, gotcha. I was kind of I was kind of expecting, you know, lead the league in scoring, lead the league in threes. I was expecting guys to uh, to really like that, you know, kind of be happy yeah. about that. But uh, you know, my teammates really didn't like it. I think I was starting to get a little too much shine. Maybe taking it away from the actual Chinese locals, and you know, even though I have the ID, they didn't view me as a local. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I, I uh, yeah, it just wasn't, it, it wasn't the best energy on any of those teams, man, you know, you can just right. see, you, you can feel that energy coming off the bench, you know, every time you hit a three, and you just feel it, right. man, no one on my bench is happy that I made that shot, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it was like that pretty much on every team I was on, um, it got to the point where, you know, teams w- wouldn't even start me, you know, like, uh, they wouldn't start mm-hmm. me, they put me oh, in the wow. game when... Once they were like 14 down and they needed some some baskets, they put me in the game. Yeah. Uh, so my numbers were always good, but yeah, just, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't, I wasn't really getting treated right no, that, on any of those teams. Yeah, but, I feel you. Yeah, and I mean, like you kind of talked about the bench energy. I mean, it goes both ways. You know, you you hit a big three and you kind of can feed off that. Maybe you get hot, momentum starts going in your favor. But you know, like you said, you you hit the three. No one's really going crazy. Kind of just puts it out right there. So. I can definitely see yeah, that no, uh, being frustrating no matter how well you know you might be playing. Uh, if it's not the right yeah. spot, so it's it's good you moved on. So I guess kind of yeah, no. going off of that, uh, you moving on to like the ABL. Uh, we were checking out some stats and highlights, uh, and you know the audience and honestly us, we don't really know much about the league you're playing in. Uh, so if you don't mind, just take a minute, you know, talk us through the format of the league. Uh, what's your schedule like? You know, talent level compared to. You know some of the some of the other leagues you've played in, uh, and how does it all kind of? What does a day in the life look like for you? Well, uh, the day in the life of the ABL is uh, well, I like it, man. It's pretty dope. Um, for some people, might think it's a little bit um, tiring, but you know this is what I always wanted to do. You know, a day that revolves around hoop. So it's a dope life for me. It's basically like, um, you know, we wake up. Our coach he usually calls practice at 10 a.m. You know, we usually don't do anything super early, so we'll be in the gym by 10 a.m. Uh, team practice never goes more than two hours, so it's like 10 to 12. And we'll have, like, uh, you know, a couple hours to chill out, get some food. Then uh, a lot of the times we'll have to come back for strength and conditioning uh, with, the, with the strength and conditioning coach. We'll do some weights. We'll do some conditioning work. That'll probably go for an hour and a half. And then usually after that I get some shots up. The assistant coach, JC, will get in there, get a couple hundred makes in. Shout out. And then I, then I go with the team, uh, the team doctor, and get some uh, physiotherapy. You know, he takes care of my okay. body and all that. And yeah, that's pretty that's much a right. full day, you know. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like a pretty good day to me, honestly. <laughs> but it's pretty, pretty yeah, jam-packed, no, it, though. It's, it's, it's great, busy. Man, I can, it's, it's I can great. definitely see you uh, liking that. The team... The team doctor is really cool, man. He helps me out a lot. Uh, I've had like plantar fasciitis issues with my feet in the past, so mm-hmm. he takes good care of me, man. My my feet been feeling good. Um, it, it's it's dope to have that stuff at uh, you know, just you, you can you can go see a team doctor All anytime time. you want, you know. So, but as far as the league though, the league is a it's, it's a pretty dope league too, you know. Like we play a lot of games. Uh, and it, it's a kind of unique league in the sense that um, there's a lot of teams in different countries. It's not a, a one a, a league in one country, you know, or one city like Hong Kong was. So I mean, this league has teams. So there's two teams that are you know represent Macau. There's there's my team and the Macau Black Bears. Then there's a two. But we're we're based in China, so we're in China. But then there's two teams in Taiwan. That's the team you mentioned, OJ Mayo and Jeremy Lin's brother team, along with a, a, another team called the Formosa Dreamers. There's a team in the Philippines that we just played, team in Malaysia, Singapore. Uh, there was a team in Indonesia. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, there, there's a team in Thailand. So we do a lot of traveling. 
man. So I get to go mm-hmm. to places that uh, I haven't even been before to play some of these games. That's awesome. Um, so I mean, it's pretty dope schedule. Um, a lot of traveling, a lot of lot of games, and you know that's you can't really ask for more than that. Right. Yeah, so you're living the life. For sure. Playing basketball, yeah. traveling the world. That's cool. For sure. And what's the playoff format like? Um, so I'm actually just now figuring that out myself. I guess the top, I think they said the top seven teams or the top eight teams uh, make the playoffs. Um, and right now we're sitting at in fifth right now. So okay. I think, you know what I'm saying, we're kind of hitting this stride right now. When, when I got here, you know, I, I, I didn't get here at the beginning of the season. Um, they were 0-3 when I got here they were they had a really good team you know they got some really good post players and uh and another really good guard import uh from New York Doug Herring but they they weren't winning games because they really just didn't have anyone who could knock down shots so uh they were only three but like every game was close and kind of just by chance the owner of the team met uh my skills coach from Hong Kong Lat Fong and he basically told him, like, you guys need shooting. You should bring in Scotty. Um, and I came out there, and since I've been here, we're 3-1, we're and one, you know. So it's kind of mm-hmm. turned around since I got here because I was kind of like the missing piece. So I'm thinking go. we got a good shot at making the playoffs now. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, just expanding on your ABL career so far, like you just said, your team is 3-1 and one since you uh, came on to the team, and they're 3-4 and four overall. So obviously you've made an immediate impact. Let's start with your first game. Uh, immediately, you're uh, you're starting and you're playing against some of the best players in the league. We talked about them, OJ Mayo and Jeremy Lin's brother. Uh, what's your expectations like going into this game? Um, is there any like holy sh- moments, like when you get or like a welcome to the league moment? Um, and does OJ Mayo dap you up pregame? Uh, just talk about your uh, debut overall and what it was like getting the the W and making some key shots down the stretch. All right, yeah, so. Basically, I, I did not know I was going to start in that game. Uh, I was actually prepared to not play much, you know, because I, I had just got off a flight a few days prior to that. Um, I, I practiced with the team twice, and, you know, in warm-ups, the coach just runs over to me, and he's like, Scotty, I'm starting you tonight. You know, I'm throwing you right into the fire. And I was like, man, I, I'm, you know, I'm ready to go. So I wasn't really, uh, I didn't really feel no nerves or nothing. I was kind of just like, man, I, I don't got nothing to lose, you know. So right. what's the point of being scared out there, you know? Uh, right. But it definitely was a, uh, it definitely was like a little, you know, surreal moment uh, seeing OJ Mayo out there. Because when I was, you know, in like ninth grade, I had a Slam magazine, and uh, he was on the cover <laughs> of the magazine, you know. You know, I kind of thought he was. Uh, gonna just you know take over and like dunk on everybody type thing you know but he more so was like controlling the pace of the game like he's a high iq player uh great shooter i didn't realize he was such a good shooter um but you know and he still is he's still pretty athletic too but i say you know the difference of him now and and being that nba player that he was a couple years ago is just he's you know he's probably not getting those same uh same NBA reps he used to get all the time, uh, mm-hmm. but I def I definitely think he's still good enough to be in the league. You know he's he's a really good player. But uh, mm-hmm. as far as like a, a welcome to the league moment, um, I I did guard OJ a few times during that game, but I I did a pretty good job on him actually. But my welcome to the league moment was actually probably Jeremy Lin's brother. You know I had a I think the first half was just ending, um, and I had a pretty good first half. So I was feeling myself a little bit. And uh, I kind of, you know, slacked off on him. There was only like two seconds on the clock. And he was, they inbound the ball. And he just, I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't playing no D on him. And he threw that up like full court in my face. And he switched it. I've never been in a game where someone made a full court shot before. And he did it all in my grill, man. So that was definitely a welcome to the league moment. Yeah, damn, that's me, crazy. It was just because it was your first game. That's the only reason. Yeah, it went in. yeah, first game, it was crazy, but, you know, it was good. We ended up getting the win against them, so it was my team's first win of the season, mm-hmm. and uh, it was my first game, and they're prob- probably the best team, so uh, yeah. that was cr- nice. cool. Um, it's crazy to see Sim Bular under the basket. That guy's huge, you know? Yeah. 
Jeez. So just going off that, you know, it's tough being a small guy going up against those bigger guys, like you said. And you know, I actually, like, you know, we're all short guys. I don't think anyone on this call is over six feet. Actually, <laughs> it seems like you know, it's tough with basketball. But even girls, like, they don't even look at you unless you're over like six five nowadays. But you know, on the other hand, you know, it kind of seems like it's a perfect era for you, just because you know the three point era is kind of exploding and the importance of you know stretching the floor. And, you know, we looked at your statistics and highlights and just like in your second game, you had the freedom to put up like double digit three point attempts and, you know, went off for 20. So I guess basically my question is, you know, what's your confidence level like, you know, having the ultimate green light shooting wise and as a shorter player, what are some things you work on to, you know, get more separation and open looks during games to get your shot up? Oh, well, man, working on step backs is, is key. Pump fakes is key. All that because when, when you're a threat, you know, to shoot it from anywhere, they, they got to respect your shot, you know. So just being being able to hit shots already puts the defense on alert. So now, like, just a little pump fake gets guys flying. I get space to shoot it. A little step back, you know what I'm saying? I get a little space, and that's all I need. Um, but it, it's pretty dope to have a coach that trusts me to, to take double-digit three-point attempts in a game, you know. And this Definitely. early on in, uh, in meeting him, he already – he already puts that trust in me. Um, honestly, like, I've, I've had some pretty good games already, but I still haven't even really found my rhythm with this team, you know? Like, right. I've only been here a few weeks still, and I feel like when I really catch my rhythm, you know, I'm going to have some, some pretty big games because I'm used to shooting the ball around, like, 40 to 50% from three, which which I have in, in the majority of the games I played, but there's also a couple games uh where I didn't shoot it quite as good now, so I think once I get my rhythm, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be even better, you know. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but yeah, this era, man, it's a three point shooting era, and it's kind of funny because I've always played like this. This was always my style, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I pull up for threes in transition, yeah. um, you know, like that. That's always been my kind of style, off the dribble threes, just you know, a, a three point guy but growing up these shots that are now considered good shots coaches always hated me taking them growing up like right, transition yeah. threes if i took a transition three in high school i would probably get benched you right, know but yeah. that's a, a great shot for me you know yeah. that's a, a great shot for me and now you know coaches are like mad at me if i don't shoot that three in transition right. you know <laughs> so yeah. the, the game has definitely changed a lot man but it's changed in my favor you know, so I'm, I'm happy that I continue to uh, to work on my game the way I do. Because if I had listened to my past coaches, you know, I, I might not be able to get paid right now. So, I mean, so digging in a little bit, uh, like you said, developing your game and stuff. Um, so it is the new year. People, you know, talking about resolutions. Uh, do you have, do you personally have any resolutions or just in general some goals for the rest of the season uh, and also long term kind of moving into the new decade? Um, well, I, I, I usually don't make, like, New Year's resolutions, man, but this year I kind of did, you know, uh, just, uh, you know what I'm saying, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been reading my Bible, like, every day, man, you know what I'm saying, I've really, uh, like, been working on my relationship with God, um, and that's kind of been my, my New Year's resolution or goal, is to continue to get closer with God every day, man, because, uh, I mean, Ben. Ben knows just as as well as I do. Our moms are are uh, are very religious women. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But very. Uh, but growing up, I I wasn't. You know, I really wasn't. Um, but you know, over these last couple of years, that's changed a lot. So I'm just trying to uh, I'm just trying to get closer with God every day, man. That's that's the biggest the biggest you know resolution I have. And as far as goals and things like that. Um, I'm trying to be one of the best, you know, since I'm considered a local player in this league, I want my, you know, I'm trying to be on that list of top, top local guys in the ABL, uh, hopefully help my team get to the playoffs. That's the main goal. For sure. And just going back to what you said about uh, transition threes, the, the scene that comes to my head is, you know, Coach Carter, when uh, I think it's Cruz that's taking the pull-up three and Coach Carter's, like, getting pissed. He's threatening to take him out of the game. But, like, now that's, like, a good <laughs> shot nowadays. So, you know, it's pretty funny. Yeah, man. That's that's a perfect example, man. Like, growing up, man, in, like, my era of high school ball, uh, if that shot, if you took that shot uh, and – 
if you made that shot growing up, like coaches weren't really feeling it. Um, but now, like if I don't take that, they'll probably take me out of the game for not shooting it. So right. uh, I guess I don't know, man. Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, they 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 switch things up for for the game. Yeah. All right, so the last question we have before shifting into some rapid-fire questions. Uh, we saw recently on social media, you posted about having you know, the it factor. Uh, now, we don't have the exact quote, but the point was you can put hundreds of shots up at a time, and if you don't have that mindset or the it factor, you're not going to succeed. Just talk about that aspect, and you know we know you put a ton of work in, but talk about having that mindset as well as how uh, having the it factor makes you more, of a dangerous, on the, more dangerous on the court. Uh, yeah, man. So, so as far as for me, everyone's a little bit different. I think how they get their confidence. Right. Um, but I, I'm naturally kind of a confident guy. But I get, uh, I get a, a, a lot more confidence through my preparation, you know. And I'm like, a, I'm a gym rat. So, like, I don't feel comfortable with myself if I haven't gone to the gym and, and done, did what I had to do that day. If I haven't got my shots up. If I if I if it's a day I'm supposed to lift and I didn't lift, or a day I'm, I'm supposed to do some mobility and I didn't do my stretches, like I feel guilty, you know what I'm saying, and uh, yeah. almost paranoid. It's like I'm, it's almost like a paranoia because I'm I'm worried that someone else is doing that and like maybe they're gonna get my spot one day or maybe I'm gonna meet them in a game and they're gonna hit, you know, they're gonna get the best of me because they were doing it and I wasn't. So. When I, when I do go to the gym and do everything I'm supposed to do, which is, you know, majority of the time, it, it, uh, it like, instills this confidence in me. Like, when, when I'm on the court in a game, I'm like, man, I've done this. You know, I've already done this. You know, it's not it's not a big right. deal. I've already done this. Um, and I feel like I can do it because I've, I've hit that shot, that, you know, countless times on my own in the gym. Mm-hmm. So now game time, I got it. Um, but as far as, like, the it factor, um, I think that's a little different because there's a lot of guys who put work in and they're confident in the game, but, you know, maybe at that crucial moment they don't have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's something – I don't know if you can coach that. You know, I, I've heard people say they're trying to co- learn to coach that. I don't think you can coach that. I think that kind of has to be in you. Um, maybe it's something that's that you know gr- whatever you, you're going through growing up, like uh, you know, like Ben uh, got an older brother TJ who who's a great athlete himself. I'm sure they've had battles. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, whatever you know, one on one basketball or whatever other sport they're they're battling that, or you know, just fighting around the house when they're younger. You know, I'm sure that uh, that does that did something to Ben, made him a little bit tougher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, and. I think, like, going through stuff like that, like battles when you're younger, out on, you know, on the court with older guys or whatever, I think it does something to you when you get older. And um, you, it's like a, a flip you can switch uh, when the time comes. And I didn't even know I had that, honestly, until I was in college. Uh, and, and the ball was in my – because my college coach trusted me a lot, too. And the ball would be in my hands at the end of games, you know. And, you know, I would hit buzzer beaters. I would I – would, hit shots to beat teams that you know the school never beat it before so like that's when I kind of realized like man and I'm, I'm kind of clutch you know mm-hmm. and once you once you realize that <laughs> I think that's just you just got it after that so yeah. you know it, it usually just works out like that when uh you know fourth quarter comes and it's a close game and big shots are needed and somehow the ball just finds its way in your hands and you just you're, you're the one that just knocks it down you know yeah all right, so real quick, let's do some rapid-fire questions before we get into fancy BS. So uh, real quick, these are just you know quick answers. First thing that comes to the top of your head. Yeah. All right. So first of all, you know when can we get OJ Mayo or Jeremy Lin on the podcast? You know either one would work. <laughs> well, we play them again. Uh, I think in like a week and a half or two weeks. So <laughs> I'm gonna holler at them for you, man. I'm gonna tell them. I appreciate that. Sounds good. Hey, let's go. Hey, we'll hold you to that. All right. Uh, ne- yeah, yeah, I'll tell him. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, next question. If you were a blank height, you'd be playing in the NBA right now? Man, six foot. Six foot. I love the confidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I assume you're going to pick the over for this. Let me know if I need to pick a better over-under. But over-under 30 points for your highest scoring game this season, what's, what's it going to be, over or under that number? I'm, I'm going to say over. Okay, so what would you say under, or what point total, like 40, 50? I mean, uh, maybe I'll 
know, it just depends on if, if they're finding me on that weak side when I'm open. Because if they do, it's game over. So I'm going to say I, I expect to get at least a 35-point game in. Okay. All right. Yeah, 35 is a good over-under. I'd probably still take the over there. All right. Um, so, you know, it's still early in the NBA season, but what's your early NBA Finals matchup pick? Man, Finals matchups. I really want to see the Lakers in the Finals. I really want LeBron to, you know, get to the finals as far as the Eastern Conference. That's a tough one. I would like to see a Lakers-Bucks finals matchup, though. True. I'd like to see Cavs-Warriors part with five. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you can see that, unfortunately. All right. uh, We just got a couple more. Uh, Who's the best player that you've ever played with or against? Best shooter? Uh, Best player you played with or against? Oh, man. That's it's probably somebody that you guys have, you know, definitely never heard of. Um, my teammate in high school, Tyrone Hooker. We call mm-hmm. him T Hook. Okay. He's uh, he, he's he's better than any NBA player I've ever seen in my life, man. Wow. Best player ever, hands down. All right. Uh, what's your yeah. career high in at any level? Um, fifty six in high school. I had fifty six at a uh, prep school national Sheesh. tournament. Love to see that. Do you, do you have any uh highlight films of that uh game? Um, it might still be on YouTube. There used to be a some some YouTube channel, Prep Prep Hoops TV or something. They, uh-huh. they had a highlight of it. I'm not sure if it's still up there or not, though. All right, we we got to save a metrics program. We'll try to find that for you. All right, all right. All right. Um, so we'll we'll give you ten seconds on this topic. But Joseph Lynn, you mentioned the full court shot, but how would you assess this game overall? Um, really solid point guard. Uh, not uh. Not an aggressive scorer or anything, mm-hmm. but he's trying to he's he's getting pick and roll like every play, and he's he's turning the corner and trying to throw a oop like a lob to the roller or kick it out to a shooter. So gotcha. he's a, he's a pretty solid point guard. I'll say that's his his game. Mm-hmm. PG. Right. And then uh, last thing we got before fantasy BS is you're playing pickup basketball. What's your dream starting five? You know, anyone in the world, including yourself. So four other guys. So this is for the. the Dream starting five for pickup. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's me. I want to take Kevin Durant because he's going to score on everybody. That's Mm -hmm. game over right there. I'm taking Shaq in his prime because he ain't nobody stopping him. Yeah, hell no. Um, I'm probably taking... I'm taking Allen Iverson just because he's a bucket and some street ball he's going to kill. What's that? That's me, KD, Shaq, AI. And then, man, I'm gonna just get I'm gonna get Jordan just because I know he's just because that's the man. Yeah, you know? I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think anyone's being that five. That's a team right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, so yeah, I, that's a real squad. I guess you know you're an MJ over LeBron guy. I guess LeBron left off that team. Yeah, man. You know LeBron is probably my favorite play. Like he's I I like LeBron better than Jordan. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. as as uh like who he is, what he's done. Like if you. You know, considering everything, I, I'll take LeBron over Jordan any day. Yeah. But if I'm trying to, if it's like one game on the line, I'm trying to win that game. I, I gotta go with Jordan just because he's just got that killer instinct in him. You know. I hear. All right, so uh, yeah. let's let's move to uh, fantasy BS. So last segment of the day, uh, today's topic we're doing worst pickup basketball players. So pickup basketball players you hate to play with or against. Uh, Scotty is our guest. You're gonna have the this first pick. Uh, Gil, you're gonna have the second pick. Shoop third, and then I'm four. So we, uh, the way the draft works, Scotty. So you know uh, we get three picks each, and it's a snake draft. So you get the first pick, and then at the end of uh, the next round, you'll get back-to-back picks to end up your team. So you got three picks overall. All right. So these are guys in the in the league that I think would be terrible pickup players. No, it's, it's like worst kind of pickup basketball players you'd want to play with. So like, there's like. You know, guys who like foul every play or guys oh, that cherry right, pick. Right, right. Yeah, right, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, man, usually I would say the worst pickup basketball player is usually the guy who shows up to the gym with all the gear, man. Like two arms <laughs> piece on. You know what I mean? A, like a Michael Jordan full Bulls jersey and some like, <laughs> you know, new Jays. Like they're always the worst players, man. Like a headband on, you know, like all the stuff. All the gear, that's definitely worse. Yeah. I got a funny story real quick before your pick, Gil. So, um, it was a high school – you remember Jordan Marshall, Scotty? Yeah, yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember Jordan. 
So it was like uh, my junior year of high school, like we're, we're about to start the game, and he has like this, I can't remember what, it, it was from a movie or something, it was like a headband from Semi-Pro. <laughs> and he has it on before the game, and he's about to walk on no. the court, and Mr. Evans was like, you know, get back here, take that headband off, he wouldn't let him wear it for the game. <laughs> Yeah, pretty yeah, Jordan's a funny Jordan's a funny dude. Yeah, man. He, he is a funny guy. Alright, uh Gil. Yeah. Gil, you got the next who's, pick here. Who's up? Gil, you got the second pick here. And then Shub's next. Oh, okay, I see it. I got second. Alright, alright, let's keep this rolling. Um, <laughs> um I'd probably say the guy who this is a tough one. Calls a lot of fouls. I'll go with I'll go with that one. I, I had two oh. that I could have gone with first. Yeah, uh, over calls too many fouls. T- ticky yeah. tacky. Like uh, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of the hand hand checks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're always looking for a foul. Maybe like the 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 guy who will. No, that's another guy. I'm not taking two picks at once. I'm sorry. That's a different guy. No, it's good. Uh, no, so, it's all right. No. no, no, it's good. I got pick number three. I'm gonna go with the guy who cherry picks. Okay. Um, just kind of chills back. Okay. Just doesn't play any defense. Just catching his breath. Catching his yeah. breath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that always sucks because, like, you know, you never know what kind of pickup game you're going to get. But if they're, like, out of shape, you know, there's going to be a ton of cherry pickers all the time. So that guy always sucks. Yeah. Sometimes right. it's a valuable asset. That's, that's, a, that's a bucket every time. <laughs> that's true. That's a layup. That's a layup, true. <laughs> All right, um, okay, so I got back-to-back picks here. Uh, my first pick, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Zone Defense, the guy that always just wants to zone up. You know, sometimes, like, if your team sucks, like, and it's a mismatch, you know, sometimes you got to zone up. You say but, zone? Yeah, like, there's people that will say, you know, let's zone up, you know, the first point of the game. Zone. The game hasn't even started. I'm not being so. hot right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's my first pick here. And then uh, second pick, I'm going to go with uh, the ball hog, the guy that, you know, just ball holds the ball pick. the whole game. Uh, you okay, know, that can, you, uh, that can be frustrating. Even if your team's winning, you know, sometimes you just want to get a good run in, and, you know, it just sucks that the guy has the ball the whole time. So my pick, I'm going to go with the guy who always fouls on defense. You know, he's, he's always hacking. Uh, like, he tackles football almost. Uh, this is a sneak. This is a sneak pick for Shub. Yeah, this is Shub. This this is Schubert explaining himself how he plays basketball. Uh, yeah, some, some people call it hard based defense, but it's basically just fouling the whole time. So yeah, that's my pick. That's a great pick, Shub. Uh, I feel like pick, that's some, somebody you would get along with really well. Um, <laughs> mine, my second pick, uh, the kid who doesn't know when to stop shooting. I'm all for getting your shots up, but, you know, I'm not here to lose. So, you know, you get, you know, you, know, you go for three, you go for four, maybe take, maybe take a step back, maybe work the ball around a little bit, extra yeah. pass, but yeah. be the swing guy. You miss 100% of the shots you don't think so. Uh, all right. can't come back, came back hard on me. That's right. I can't really argue with that, but you got to know, you also got to know when to quit. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Scotty, you got two picks here, so back to back. I, I don't know, man. I'll say um, the guy who watches all the, the ball is life hoop mixtape highlights before he goes to the gym. You know what I mean? But he's never actually played on a team. <laughs> so then it's like when he gets out there, he really thinks that the game is supposed to go like that. And every play down the court, you know, he's taking a million dribbles yeah. before he shoots it. And like, bro, it's not a mixtape. You know what I mean? It's not a mixtape. Yeah, I've never yeah, that's I would not, hate him on that team. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fun to play with at all. You're dribbling the air out of the ball, man, you know? Um, I hear you. Shout out Austin Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> and second, man, second, honestly, like, maybe not, not, you might gain some knowledge from the guy, but it's pretty annoying playing with, you know, those older guys who are trying to coach you up the whole game. Ooh. Like, you know Ooh. what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you take that a shot, a you're, out, you're, out, you're out there trying to break a sweat. He's like, hey, man, let the, you know, that's not a good shot. Let's move it around you know, a little bit more before we shoot it. And, or, you know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah, set a screen, same. roll, move without the ball, move without the ball. You know, like, come on, bro, chill. We're just trying to get a run in, man. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. They right. can always yeah. shoot those guys, though. They always got the best shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they definitely probably used to play the game, you yeah. know, and now they, they can't play the same way, so they're trying to tell everyone else what to do. Right, that old man touch. <laughs> yeah. All right, Gil, you got another pick here. 
Andrew, you're up. It's my turn now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so my last one, this is more of a personal pick, um, but the guy who doesn't stop running around on offense. So the, the guy I'm guarding, the like Energizer Bunny, just won't stop moving. You know, maybe I'm not in the best shape. Well, I mean, we are playing pickup after all. Um, so just take it easy sometimes. Maybe take one or two off. Like this could be the cousin of the, maybe I'm the cousin of the cherry picker. Just I need a playoff, and you haven't stopped running in five minutes. You're like, yeah, just chill, chill, out. Yeah, chill out, man. Just relax. Um, I'm gonna go, with Mr. Iso Ball. Okay. Uh, you know he's always, just, you know, sometimes he gets gets a little feisty, and he's like, you know, Iso, Iso. You're just like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. Are you like stuff like that. All right. Uh, I got my last pick here. Uh, this, is a, this is a personal one I absolutely hate. Is the tall guy that only shoots threes and can't rebound. Like sometimes, like you're, you know, you're, whatever, six, seven, six, eight. You know, get your ass in the paint. Stop like shooting threes. I know it's, I know it's stretch four era, but you know you got to get in the paint. And then also like super soft, can't rebound. So you know those guys in particular tr- truly annoy me. You gotta get yeah, like, out there for one reason. Tall for nothing. All that size for nothing. Yeah. You know he's big like that and does that? Liam Davis. Oh, yeah. Uh, that oh, one. shout out. Shout out, Liam Davis. Playing in England. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> All right, uh, Sky, thanks for uh, coming on again. Do uh, you have anything else before uh, we let you go? Nah, bro, I appreciate it, man. Um, yo, tell your, tell your bro and your mom and your dad I said, what's up? Yeah, we'll do it for sure. And, uh, you know, thanks again for coming on. And, you know, we wish you the best of luck going forward the season. Hope you guys make the playoffs. And, you know, we're looking forward to that 35-point game. All right, man. I appreciate it, you guys. All right, man. Yeah, thank you, Scotty. Thanks again, Scotty. All right, for sure. Yeah, it's Kay Weezy, and we back. The rise to the throne. Envy. Yeah. Ben Franklin's. Ben Franklin's. I got so much money, it's like I own a money tree. All these people phonies just wanna be like me. Your baddest girl be all on my D. The stuff you pay for for me, it's free. Because I got Ben Franklin's, I got Ben Franklin's. No need for hatin', I'm not a doctor, I ain't got patience. All I got is papers and a lot of haters. Shout out to my home dog, they all got prayers.